The Subscription Box Show, Episode 3. There's a lot to learn when it comes to e-commerce and subscription boxes. Whether you're a new or existing business, your list of questions can seem endless and daunting. Welcome to The Subscription Box Show, where you'll hear high-quality, unbiased views and strategies from top industry leaders. Whether we're talking one-on-one with business professionals or deep diving into thought-provoking case studies, we'll find the answers to your questions because this is the show you've been waiting for. Now, let's think inside the box with your host, Eric Music. Welcome to the Subscription Box Show. I'm your host, Eric Music, and I want to help you build, grow, and even start your very own subscription box business. Tune in three days a week as I interview the top entrepreneurs, leaders, and subscription box owners in the industry. You'll be able to take their knowledge, experience, and expertise and apply it to your business. Hey, welcome to the Subscription Box Show. I'm your host, Eric Music, and today's the first ever weekly segment called Focus Friday. Every week, we will deep dive into a subject that is specific to the subscription box industry. But for today's episode, the first ever Focus Friday, I simply want to give you my story. Who am I? Where did I come from? Where did I grow up? That sort of thing. So you get to know me a little bit better as your host of the Subscription Box Show. But before we jump into the first ever Focus Friday, I want to get to know you better. I would love the opportunity to hear from you. What questions or topics do you still need answers to? Maybe you simply want to connect or have suggestions for the show. If that's the case, then head over to the subscriptionboxshow.com and click on the contact option to get a hold of me. I promise I personally read and reply to every single response. And I might just feature your question on a future episode of Focus Friday. So thanks for that. And thank you in advance for listening to the show. I appreciate every single one of you. Now, without further ado, let's get into the first ever Focus Friday. All right, so like I said in the intro and the foreshadowing, basically today, there won't be any deep dives into industry topics, hot topics, but I do want to get through my timeline. How did I all start? Where did I grow up? That sort of thing. So let's go all the way back where I grew up in central Canada in the province of Manitoba. I grew up near a small town farming community where there's about 150 people, very blue collar upbringing beautiful family. I grew up with uh, two sisters, my dad, my mom, lots of love in the family, lots of friends, lots of community feel. Every Sunday after church was, you know, brunch with uh, the neighbors or that sort of thing. So grew up just a great upbringing. Growing up on the farm, learned a ton about work ethic and what it takes to work hard. Nothing was ever given to us easily. (laughs) I was born in 81. I remember in the 90s, early 90s, I wanted a Sega Genesis and there was no way, no way in hell my parents would ever buy me something like that. So I had to work for it. You know, my $5 a week of an allowance eventually got me. I think I had to get like 80 bucks or whatever. But I worked until I could get the Sega and I did get it. I played the side note. The only game I think I ever bought was the hockey game that came out every every October or whatever it was. So work ethic was huge. But I was not the prototypical entrepreneurial type of kid growing up that most people talk about, you know, with the lemonade stands and that sort of thing or selling, picking up recycling cans. That wasn't me. I just wanted to have fun. I was your typical just farm kid who grew up playing outside and learned the good values of what it is to work hard and to uh, make money that way. So school sort of came easy, I guess. Uh, If you go back to like elementary school and stuff, 
I never really had to put too much work in it. I never did put too much work into it because to be honest, I didn't care for school. School was not something I really enjoyed. I loved the social aspect of it. I loved to play with my friends, but that's about the end of it. And that trend continued into high school where high school, the grades still came decently easy. When I say easy, I wasn't getting straight A's. I was maybe getting B's and C's, a lot of D's, but I didn't have to put any effort into it. All I had to do was show up to high school, hang out with my friends, but that kind of gradually went into more of a negative thing where honestly, eventually I quit school because I just was not interested. I was always kind of like your class clown. I just made fun of a lot of stuff. But I mean, nowadays, I guess you would say it was ADD. I just really wasn't interested. Like school was not something that would interest me. I couldn't keep my attention. I couldn't focus. My mind was everywhere but there. So I did realize, though, that that was a very dumb move. So because I had one year left to do school and I would graduate, but I had quit. So the next year I went right back, figured out that I did not want um, to go down that road. So I did do that. And I did actually try university. So I took university one, which is something I have to go through up here. If you go to university, did that for one year, quickly found out again, school was not something for me either, like not the next level. So some people struggle through these things, but then they find their groove into college or university. Not this guy. That wasn't me. So I decided, you know what, let's just go to work. I'm going to work for a little bit and find out what I want to do that way. And I'll just kind of do what I do best, which is I know how to work hard. So yeah, I decided to go to work and I knew a couple of people in the hog industry, which is kind of like a a fancy word to say pig barns. So I applied, I got a job at a pig barn and I worked in pig barns for the next three years. So from 2001 to 2004, somewhere in there, I worked in the pig industry and that's exactly what you think it is. It's working with pigs, working with pig you know what? And it was uh, it was great, actually, for the fact that I did learn a lot of stuff. I learned how to work with people and lead a little bit. I actually ended up becoming a supervisor. So learned the hard lessons of being in, you know, quote unquote, in charge of a few people that way. So those were lessons, man, you learn on the job. It's life changing for sure. So during that, though, I was introduced by a friend to an MLM, which is a multi-level marketing. I had no clue what that was. I had no clue about anything like that. So, but I got super interested in it. And after a few meetings, got involved and got involved for the next three years. So while I was still in the pig industry, I was doing this, uh, reading a ton of books on business that I'd never read before. And this stuff was interesting to me. Like I just ate it up. I couldn't believe what this was. Uh, There was like another, a new world was open to me. But without getting into specifics, MLMs were not for me in the end. Here's what I did take out of it. The point of this, of bringing this into there is that it opened up my eyes for one of something else that could be than a nine to five. The relationships to this day I have with some of those people that were part of that industry are invaluable. I made a ton of connections, learned about these books that I actually wanted to read and loved to read. So one of these relationships was a guy named Riley. And Riley's the one who worked to me back then, what I thought was this dream job. He worked with a communications company. He was a cable guy. So that was a massive, massive step up from what I was doing, both in pay and in quote unquote stature. So Riley got me an interview. But the thing is, I knew nothing about the cable industry and the communications industry. Growing up on the farm, I never had cable, never really had internet, didn't know anything about that stuff. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to float through my interview and I'll figure it out as I go. That's kind of what I do best. So I I got the interview. Lo and behold, the guy interviewing me, he grew up on a pig farm. So we just hit it off. Didn't talk about pretty much nothing. I don't don't remember talking about much about the cable industry. We just talked about pig barns and work ethic. He asked me if I knew how to use hand tools. I was like, heck yeah. (laughs) And uh, the rest is history. I started working. I quit my pig farming job 
went into the cable industry in 2004. This is uh, the end of 2004. So basically December 2004, start at uh, the communications company. And from 2004 to 2010, I was in the commercial department and I did a bunch of, uh, I know there was apartment work, all that kind of stuff. Really cool stuff. I learned a lot, made a lot of good friends there. A lot of friends to this day that are in that industry. And 2010, got married. And that's where kind of things start to change. I wanted to make some more money. I married my high school sweetheart. And um, I decided to change positions to what's called a unit-based installer, which is now you're transitioning from a salary pay to a, you're making now piecework. So piecework is phenomenal because you can make a ton of money. Most people didn't realize how much money we made because they just thought we were these kind of these cable guys, right? But we would make six figures. So from 2010 until my last day in 2019, as uh, doing piecework with the communications company, I was making six-figure income just myself, which was great. It allowed me in 2012 to start building my house. I had my first baby, uh, my first boy. I've got four boys. In 2012, I had my first boy. In 2014, I had my second boy. In 2015, I had my third boy. And in 2017, this is kind of where the story changes a little bit here. So the story gets a little more serious. So I'll take you straight to September of 2017, something that changed my life forever. I lost my father. So losing my dad was by far the hardest thing I ever had to go through. And it was so hard. I don't want to kind of stay on this too long, but it put a lot of perspective on my life. And I knew then and there that life's too short. My dad was only 63. He died suddenly of an aneurysm. So this is the kind of stuff that changes your life, changes the life of my mom, me and my sisters, our whole family was kind of just in shock. But what I took out of it was life's too short and I can't live a life of regrets. There's no way I can keep doing this. And about since the year I came back from school, uh, from quitting high school, whenever I was 16, 17, up until that point, I knew I wanted to do something with my life. I just did not know what. Um, and I knew it wasn't the communications company. Even though I was making good income, I hated it. I hated every day of it. I was miserable. I knew I wasn't doing what I was meant to be doing. And it killed me, but I had to keep doing it because I had four boys. I had built a house, our dream house, a beautiful timber frame home here in, in central Canada. And I had to pay the bills. I had to support my family. This episode is sponsored by louisandleia.com. Are you or someone you know expecting a new baby? Then you know that preparing for the birth of your child, regardless if it's your first or your fourth, can always seem overwhelming. Sound familiar? Then let Louis and Leia help prepare you. Not only does Louis and Leia have nine amazing boxes, but they also have resources that you can download for free, and those will completely change the way you view having a baby. Louis and Leia want to help make the preparation easy and convenient for you. And if you're not sure what to get someone for a push gift or for a shower gift, this is perfect. They deliver all over Canada and the USA. And what's cool is that this is a family-run business that prioritizes being eco-conscious. Louis and Leia delivers from birthday to birthday. Visit louisandleia.com to discover your box today. That's Louis, L-O-U-I-S, and Leia, L-E-A.com. And as a bonus for the listeners of this show, use discount code BABY at checkout and save an additional 20% off. louisandleia.com. But 2017 changed because when I lost my dad, put everything in perspective. So I knew I had to do something. I just did not know when or what or how. <laughs> so in December of 2017, I have my fourth baby. So it's three months to the day my fourth son was born on December 11th. 
fourth baby. So Christine already being at home with the other three kids, she's a very talented graphic designer, but she had been at home since baby number three to help raise the boys. And uh, so I took the paternity leave. My company allowed me to take a full four month paternity leave paid. So I did that. And I, I said, you know, I'm going to take this time to really kind of figure out what I want to do. And I just got to figure it out. Right. So four months, I put some really unrealistic expectations on myself in those four months. I was grieving my dad. And then I also thought I could figure out my future in four months, uh, leaving the company and, you know, start a business. And, and it just really wasn't realistic, but it put a ton of stress on me for sure. So in February, this is where things kind of start to progress to what I'm getting at to what I'm doing now is that in February of 2018, me and my wife are watching Dragon's Den. So what that is for Canadians, they'll know what that is. But Americans, Dragon's Den is your equivalent to Shark Tank. So it's an entrepreneurial show. We watched it to get inspiration, ideas, that sort of thing, learn business terminology, that, all that kind of stuff. But the same month, what happens is that my communications company, while I'm on paternity leave, send me a message saying that uh, they're offering us a VDP, a voluntary departure program. So that was a fancy and politically correct way of saying a buyout, optional, but still a buyout. So this came as a, sh a shock. At the time, the company was probably around 14,000 strong and they offered it to 6,500 people, I believe. So basically half the company was offered a buyout, voluntary buyout. We had, I think it was 10 days to decide it or something like that. It was crazy for such a life altering thing. So for me at the time, now, you know, this is in 2018, it had been 14 years I'm with the company right? So it was a pretty big decision, but it took me all of probably 30 seconds to make my decision. I knew right away. I'm like, this is it. This is my chance. I'm taking the buyout. So they prorated different people, different exit dates. Mine came 18 months after that. So from February, I knew I had 18 months till my last day, which would have been September of 2019. So now I knew I had 18 months to prepare to do something. So it relieved a lot of that stress from the four month stuff. So after my four months, I got back on the horse, started working my cable as a cable guy for the next 18 months. But in May of 2019, another devastating family catastrophe happened in our family. And my brother-in-law, who's 36 years old, we lost my brother-in-law. It was another unexpected event. And once again, just rocked our family. It was just like, we couldn't believe this thing happened again. It was, it was unbelievable. So, and it was, again, just one of those things that came out of the blue. He wasn't sick. He's 36 years old. He's got three kids. He's married to my sister. They're also high school sweethearts. And he just did not wake up one day. So he had a heart failure. So this, again, shakes the whole family to this day. still shakes the family because as I'm recording this, it's not a year later. So this is still very fresh and very difficult for me to talk about. So just bear with me here. So that, again, just to put, again, more perspective on life and how things change fast and how even now as I'm recording this, we're going through the coronavirus. So I think it's it's more important than ever to start really thinking about, you know, <laughs> is what you're doing important and does it bring your joy to yourself? Because you only have one life to live and I really think you should love what you're doing. And I think there is a way. Now, it doesn't come easy for me. It took me 20 years to kind of find out what I want to do and it took uh, some pretty devastating things to happen. But people go through worse or just fighting every day to keep going here. So fast forward through the summer, you know, my routines are up. Now I do all these things. Oh, and back in April of 2018, I discovered podcasts. So sorry. Yeah, let me backtrack just a little bit. So I'm going to backtrack back to February. I get my buyout option, take it. And then they give me the 18 months. So I'm aware, okay, now I have uh, 18 months to work on my stuff, but I did not really know how. A couple months later, I discovered 
podcast. I had never known podcasts around March. Yeah, maybe a month later, March, April, the summer's in there of 2018, discover podcasts and discover a daily program called Darren Daily, which is from Darren Hardy. It's a daily email I, I would receive. And one of them talked about the compound effect. And that book changed my life because I discovered the habits of routine. So I put into a routine right then and there, and it has not changed to this day, the routine of reading every morning and reading every night, listening to podcasts every day. So good in, good out kind of thing. And that the whole thing with the compound effect, if you've, you probably have heard of something like this, if you haven't read the actual book, is your all your little habits and the little things you do compound into massive change over time. You know, for example, if you're going to eat a burger, you're not going to, you know, get fat today, but you know, you eat burgers every day. Over time, you'll get fat, that kind of thing, right? So same thing with routines and your books and your, your reading, good in, good out, bad in, bad out. So all I listen to is good podcasts, entrepreneurial stuff. And all I read is good books. I don't listen to the news. I don't uh, listen to just anything. I really filter what comes into my brain, whether it's reading or listening. So Let's go back now to September. Fast forward to September. My routine's now about a year and a bit in place. Basically, 17 months in place of this routine. My last day, September 13th, 2019. I finished that day. Not a week later, I fly to Las Vegas to meet my coach and mentor, Travis Chappell. So Travis Chappell has a podcast called Build Your Network. And I discovered him right around the time where I discovered podcasts through John Lee Dumas, actually. So a funny story there. I uh, naively emailed John Lee Dumas in uh, April of 2018, asking him to coach me. And he very, very politely declined, but referred me to Travis and told me Travis was the guy to talk to. So I did that. And long story short, I kind of consumed all of Travis's stuff all the way up to his VIP day, which is a coaching day I spent with him in Las Vegas on September 24th of 2019. And that one completely changed my life. Now I knew I had direction with the podcast. I knew I wanted to start my own podcast, of course. And now I had direction. I had the coaching behind it. And I worked on that all the way until November. November, I went to his live event again in Las Vegas. And I really met the whole Build Your Network family and made a bunch of more good connections there and friendships that got stronger. Fast forward to December, we finally launched the subscription box, our subscription box called Louis and Leah. They're the sponsors on the show. And um, we launched that in, right before Christmas in December 2019. And now fast forward again until March, about a month ago, actually a month ago, basically today I was uh, at PodFest in Orlando, Florida, PodFest 2020. So man, things go fast and met some more great people there. A lot of great knowledge was um, banked in my brain. And uh, here we are. April 6th, a couple of days ago, we um, launched the podcast. When I say we, it's because it's a teamwork. It's me, my wife, my kids, my whole family that support me, all my friends and network that help make this possible. So thank you to all of you. Uh, you know who you are, who have helped along the way, especially to my wife and kids, but also especially to Travis. Thank you so much. Your mentorship and everything else has meant a great deal to me and um, you truly continue to inspire me. So thank you for that. And for everyone else in the, um, specifically, I'll say the BYN family, you guys know who you are. So cheers to you guys. That kind of brings it full circle. Now I'm just going to tell you why I started the podcast. Why did I want to do this? Well, the reason why I went with the subscription box show is because I wanted to build a show that could help people grow their businesses by learning from others who are in life where they want to be. So I think there's something super powerful about that. There's the old saying, don't take advice from someone you wouldn't switch places with. If you can learn from people who are in life and have done the things that, you know, you could probably avoid some of the pitfalls, right? So me and my wife made a lot of mistakes building the business. We made a lot of errors that cost us a lot of money, a lot of time. So 
you know, having a show like this in place where I'm going to be interviewing the top people in the industry, not only people that own subscription boxes, but people from all areas, you know, from the marketing side of things to the boxes, to shipping, to personal branding, you name it. We're going to have all sorts of angles come in and teach you how to build it. And hopefully, hopefully you can scale and grow faster. And if you're just thinking of starting, it might give you some inspiration that it's doable and that anyone can do this. So Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me ramble on here. So the next Focus Fridays won't be like this. Of course, they're going to be just me deep diving into a topic and we will have guest hosts that will come in and host specific topics at times. So I'm super excited about the lineup we have coming up. We got so many good guests on the show ready to go. So man, I am super stoked to introduce not only the guests, but the next Focus Fridays on all the industry topics that are going to help you ultimately grow your business just want again thank you for taking the time to tune in this first ever episode of focus friday for the subscription box show i appreciate every single one of you that takes the time out of their busy schedules to man spend some time with me and listen to the show so please if this gives you any value i'd please ask for you to share it and again rate it on itunes and i'd also love to connect with you so if you haven't already then go to the show notes and click on the calendly link and book your appointment to have a chat with me or check out the Facebook page, the Facebook group, the Instagram page, uh, the website at the subscriptionboxshow.com. And there's actually a contact button there you can click on. And I promise, again, I read and reply to every single response. So thanks again. We just want to make the show better for you, add some value. Oh, and please don't forget to go to the website, the subscriptionboxshow.com and grab the free resources there under the blog button. So yes, please go ahead and click on blog and you'll get all the free resources there for you. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm your host, Eric Music. And remember, words can inspire, thoughts can provoke, but only action truly brings you closer to your dreams. That's all for this episode of the Subscription Box Show. But your next unboxing is only a few clicks away. Head over to the subscriptionboxshow.com to connect with your host on social media or book a call to give your input on today's episode and what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes of the Subscription Box Show. Remember, don't be afraid of change. Be afraid of standing still. 